What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having an amazing day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon. And if you know anything about me or you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that my goal is to help you live your happiest, healthiest life while on the quest to cure obesity. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am immensely grateful that you spend your time listening to me rant and ramble about all things health, wellness, abundance, and opportunity. It absolutely means the world to me. Today's episode is sponsored by my brand new weight loss transformation program called FLEX. FLEX stands for a flexible lifestyle eating and exercise program. And my promise is this, it will be the last program you ever need to purchase. It is a weight loss program that is not a diet. I know that just blew your mind. This is not a diet. There's no pills, potions, or false promises that you have to purchase. There's no fad, no covers of magazines, no doctors and lab coats. This is real deal lifestyle transformation that is going to change your life forever. You will never need to do another diet. You're going to get expert level support and accountability. You're going to get transformative information about how to eat, when to eat, what to eat. There's three reasons that people struggle with weight loss. There's too, It's too much, too often, or the wrong combination. They're either eating too much food, too often, or they're eating the wrong combinations. And I'm going to help you fix all three of those. Thousands of people just like you have ditched the depressive diet roller coaster, have come on board with the Thrive Forever Fit flex program and are transforming their lives. We've got clients that have lost 10 pounds in the first seven days, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. We've got clients that are over 130 pounds down. Guys, I promise you, this is the last program you'll ever need to purchase. And I am more than honored to offer it to you so that I can help you on your journey. All right, let's get to the show. You guys are in for an absolute treat in this week's episode. I am speaking with the founder of Low Country Gold CBD, Dave Douglas. Dave is one of the most fascinating humans I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. He started out his life and or career in the casino business in Reno, Nevada, then in Colorado. He's been a monastery school teacher and founder of his own school. He's adopted four kids from Kazakhstan. He's a pilot. He's a captain. He's done pretty much. I said, Dave, have you done, have you been to the moon and you're just afraid to tell me because you just don't want to sound like you're, you're overblowing everything. And, and obviously he laughed and he has not yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if Dave decided to go to the moon. Guys, you're in for a great show today. We're going to talk about CBD and all of the amazing benefits from controlling anxiety to helping chronic pain, depression, mood, anything and everything. Dave's going to tell you his story of why he created Low Country Gold and how it is one of the premier CBD companies in the country. They are USDA organic certified, which is really rare. Go to lowcountrygold.com to check out all of Dave's amazing products. If you're an Instagram fan, you can go to Low Country Gold on Instagram, follow Dave, follow his company, follow his journey. And if you're a CBD peep, you're going to want to grab some of these. I have personally tried 
all of Dave's products and they are hands down the highest quality amazing. Go check them out and check out this week's episode. I know you're going to love it. Dave, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you very much. Man, I am so excited to talk to you for a number of reasons. As we were talking before I, I hit record, um, your bio is extraordinary. I mean, like I said, I said to Dave before we started, I was like, he's done everything except for go to the moon, unless he just was trying to be modest and didn't want to include that in the uh, in the bio. But man, you have you have got quite the story. Everything from running your dad's casino, running your own casino, starting a, a school. You're a, a pilot. You're a captain. You've raised six kids. You started this new beautiful business called Low Country Gold CBD. It's like you've got you've got such a story, man. I want to kind of unpack this. Like, how did you get to where we are today? Like, how'd you start all this? Well, first of all, hearing you say it, I, I feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so I, I was I was born and raised in North, uh, Reno, Nevada, uh, okay. not too far from you. And uh, my father was an early early uh, one of the early guys in the gaming business that when it became legal and. And uh, we, we were always in Reno. We were never uh, in Vegas. Um, and so that was kind of the family business. And uh, uh, Colorado uh, legalized gambling back in 1991. And I moved over there and, and we had a few casinos over there. And then we've since sold them. I actually have a son who's third generation now in the casino business. And and wow. so he's, and then my brothers, I have some brothers, three or two brothers in Nevada that uh, are still involved in the gaming industry. So, so cool. that's kind of where it started. I was the only one that got out of Nevada. So uh, good or bad, but I <laughs> have to experience other things. But uh, yeah, so we, uh, so I was living in Colorado and, uh, you know, we, we, uh, um, we had a casino there that we ended up selling it. So I kind of lost my day job and um, myself and Jeannie, my second wife had just adopted four children from Kazakhstan. And so I had, I had two grown sons from a previous marriage. And then all of a sudden we had twin five-year-olds and a uh, three-year-old and a two-year-old and who wow. the, the twins were biologically re related, but the boys were not biologically related. So um, I figured we were living in Colorado at 9,000 feet, and, and there's two seasons. There, there's winter and getting ready for winter in Colorado, yeah. and when you're that high. So we uh, did, we decided to move south, and we kind of threw a dart at the dartboard, and the uh, Charleston, South Carolina came up. And so we started visiting the area and, and, and really enjoyed it and, and decided, well, this is a good place to, to raise the kids. So we moved down here, and... <clears throat> I had uh, I, I'm I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, so I I have that problem. And um, so at one point in my life, I'd been a Montessori teacher in Nevada and, and got trained in the Montessori method. And and of course, my children went through Montessori. And when we moved to Charleston, I got involved with uh, uh, our our small kids were at a school, and and I got talking to the owner of the school, and and all of a sudden we're partners and expanding <laughs> and doing all sorts of stuff and. You know, it went from one school with 50 kids to three schools with 500 kids and, you know, 10 years or so. And and along that way, we had actually also uh, partnered with uh, uh, a woman who has a, a NGO here in Charleston that uh, supports a village in Ghana. 
And so all of a sudden we opened a Montessori school in Ghana. And uh, so I was traveling back there pretty regularly. And um, I was going on one of my trips and I cut my leg. And so I went to the doctor because I, I didn't want to deal with an infection in Africa, obviously. Yeah. Wanted that taken care of. And then they did a blood test and my liver levels came back all wacky. Um, so I, I took my trip. I came home. We started to do the research on that. Turned out I had what's called alpha-1 trypsin de deficiency, A1-T1 deficiency, which is a very rare li genetic liver disease. Oh, wow. um, and I had the worst possible combination of that. So we discovered in December uh, 2018 that, you know, that I, I was having issues. Uh, by October 2019, I was in the hospital having a liver transplant. So that's how fast Holy smokes. things things went downhill for me. So, and so Dave, hold on one second. So you, you found all this out because you got a cut on your leg. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's have, a that was probably the luckiest cut you've ever gotten in your life. I, I guess so. Yeah. Exactly. So. Wow. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I looking back after my transplant, I, you know, I felt better. So you know, looking back prior to we discovered it, I was getting sick. You know, but yeah. you know, it was a slow, like the slow motion. You know how you get used to things, right? And right. I didn't realize how bad I was feeling until when I started feeling good after my transplant. So, um, wow. so anyway, during that time, I got to experience obviously the wonders of modern American medicine, but I also got to see some of the horror stories of, you know, being in the hospital for many months and, and rehabs wow. and things like that. So, so that was always something in the back of my mind. And then of course, having a liver transplant and being close to death, you you reevaluate your priorities in life, obviously. So, so I, you know, and so that kind of, you know, here I am in a hospital room trying to recover and thinking, you know, what do I want to do? You know, here's an opportunity uh, kind of to write, you know, with a clean slate in a, in a sense almost. And um uh, along during, meanwhile, during the same time, my family in Northern Nevada, we had a ranch and in 2018, you know, the farm bill was passed that allowed the cultivation of hemp pretty much nationwide at that point. And uh, so we decided let's, let's try some hemp on, on the farm in 2018. Well, like a lot of the horror stories in the hemp industry, they, we grew a crop, they started it late, got it finally harvested, had no buyers for it. So it's sitting in a barn. It's probably still sitting in that barn. Um, same thing, 2019, you know, spent a lot of money on infrastructure for, for the plague. We had to put up a 20, 15 foot fence around it because of the antelope coming in and eating, eating <laughs> the hemp plants and things like that. So, um, so again, grew it, didn't have a buyer in 2019. Um, so while this is going on, I, my oldest son I was also living in Oregon, and he had gone to work with a very large CBD manufacturer in Oregon. And so with his experiences, with my brother's experiences not being able to sell their product, the company he worked for was a vertically integrated company. You know, they, they grew their own, they processed it, and they sold it. So... Um, you know, so with this healthcare experience, with me looking for something different in life, uh, you know, these other factors with my brothers and my sons, I said, you know, I think I could do that here, you know, in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we don't have uh, any uh, marijuana laws down here. There's no medical, there's, there's no recreational, you know, so welcome to the South. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm from Texas, so I fully understand what you're, what you're right, right. Yeah. So, so, um, so I put together, you know, I did a lot of research while I was recuperating, kind of put myself to college. I would say, you know, with the internet, you know, you could, you, you know, sometimes you don't need school anymore, but anyway, right. so I did a lot of self-education and, and put together uh, six friends uh, as investors and, and we went out and we bought a, uh, a ranch about an hour outside of Charleston, uh, not a ranch, excuse me, a farm. And um, uh, we, uh, you know, started on this adventure. So that was uh, 2019, we purchased the property. Um, then in 2020, so what we did, we had 115 acres. We, uh, from the very beginning, one of our partners was in the agriculture business. And he says, we got to do organic. You got to do organic, you know, it, it, uh, it's the way to go. It's the future. This is what people are looking for. Um, so we, from the very beginning, made a decision that we were going to be USDA organic certified in our product. Um, the farm we bought, uh, one of the difficulties for a lot of farmers to switch over is that you, the land has to lay fallow for three years without any artificial pesticides or, or fertilizers put on a farm. So oh, wow. it's hard for an existing farmer, you know, that's growing corn or soybean, you know, the sun yeah. crops, you know, to switch over because they've got to basically take that land out of production for three years to be able to, to switch over. So we were fortunate the property we bought hadn't been uh, farmed in about 10 years. So we okay. could start and, and get certified. So we actually got a uh, certification agency out of... Uh, California to Santa Cruz to do our, our uh, organic certification because they they're more familiar with the cannabis plant than than a lot of these guys out in the west, in the west right. coast or east coast excuse me so so we we uh, we built a ten thousand square foot greenhouse we built a lab uh, CGMP standard lab for our processing and um, uh, uh, just you know we we. It took us almost two years to finally get product to the market. Uh, so, okay. but, you know, with with trying to build things during the, the during the pandemic and all the uh, supply chain issues and and that kind of stuff. So, uh, so we finally came to market uh, late last year, and and now we're we're uh, just trying to tell our story and show our yeah. product, which we think is a good product. Dave, did you know you didn't know anything about? CBD, hemp, anything before you 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 know took on this endeavor. So I I've been a CBD user, um, an occasional user, not not like a you know, as you probably know, a lot of the secret of CBD is is taking it on a regular basis. The consistency, yeah. Correct, correct. And I was I was not I you know I might have you know uh, you know hey I got some pains I would take some CBD and, and, you know, but I wasn't a regular user of it. Um, ironically, since of my transplant, the, uh, the drugs I take for anti-rejection do not allow me to take CBD internally anymore. So I am, uh, so I can, I can do it topically, you know, we have a, we have a bomb so I can use the bomb and stuff like that, but I'm no longer able to take CBD and just CD, CBD myself. Right. <laughs> With, with the creation of the company, was it was it simply just, um, I mean, I know you said you spent some time, you know, all that time in the hospital and recovery and the medications right. and all this stuff. 
was there the allure of the naturalness of it and the, you know, for the anti-inflammation and all of those things, or what was the initial draw? No, it, it, it was the, it was the benefits of the hemp plant and, and more than just CBD, but also what fiber and, and uh, grain and all the different, you know, the hemp, the hemp plant's got about 10,000 uses. So what really attracted to me was, you know, all the, all of the things that the hemp plant could do. Um, and to me, it seemed like, you know, the, the way to kind of get into the market and, and, you know, make some money so that you can explore other avenues with, was the CBD, uh, you know, direction, you know, right. and, and, you know, and, and making basically a medicine, you know, it's a natural medicine that's, you know, that unfortunately is not studied as much as it should be, but it's getting, that's changing now. Yeah. What what have you learned since the you know since you know day one right you buy this this farm and you're going to create this organic product I mean what have you learned about CBD that is that has been transformational and maybe some of your education like you know as as you've moved forward because I think it's been around for I'd say a little while now but I still don't feel like there's a a vast amount of knowledge from on a, from the layperson's perspective now somebody who's really into it probably so but like somebody like myself, the reason that I'm attracted to like an all natural anti-inflammatory or chronic pain is I've got psoriatic arthritis and I've never used a medication. Like I've never used a pharmaceutical. Right. Um, I don't even like to take Advil. So for me, it's interesting because I'm looking at it from an anti-inflammatory standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the pain is, is, you know, the same thing, right? If I can reduce the inflammation then I'll reduce the pain. Um, have you learned anything from that perspective on like what it is that it's, you know, why that's not being utilized more readily than it already is? So, so as part of, uh, you know, trying to build our brand and things like that. So we, I've been doing farmer's markets here in the area and I, I, I do, it's kind of the season I, I do at least two a week. And so I'm out there talking to people, you know, and I've got, you know, you've got a little booth outside and yeah. people are walking by and, and they look. And so I, I get, you know, I get a lot of people that will stop and, and they don't know a lot. You know, they've heard of it. Lots of people have heard of it. They don't quite understand it, understand how it works. They're afraid it might get them high, you know, right. there's, there's a lot of that, uh, especially with some of the older people, you know, uh, but uh, so, so that's what, I, you know, that is, that's the thing is the education component with this, you know, for, for so long, cannabis was, uh, was demonized in our country and, yeah. you know, and, and so a lot of the knowledge was probably lost that we have to rediscover, discover about it. So, so yeah, I mean, the people that know, I mean, the people that walk straight up to the booth, I know they're a CBD user, right? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're there, they're there to check it out, you know, maybe compare it with what they're using, you know, things like that. And, and, and the ones that are kind of circling the booth, you know, they're the ones with the questions. So, so right. you know, so then eventually they'll get, you know, they'll come on up and, and, and we'll start talking about it. And, you know, I sell a little gummy two pack, you know, for $5. So, you know, if somebody wants to try some of, uh, there's been just in the last week, there was two ladies that uh, older ladies came by with bad, uh, you know, uh, knee pain. Yeah. So I said, so I had a little sampler. I said, here, try some of this and, and take a walk around the farmer's market. And both of them came back and bought some pump, you know, because of the, you know, the, the, the relief is there for that. So, yeah. so again, I think it's just getting it out there, getting rid of some of the myths behind it. 
Um, I think, you know, doctors are, I don't know if a lot of doctors are really educated about it. I don't know how much that is taught, you know, in medical school. Hopefully. I would say, I would say very, very, very minimal. I mean, as a guy who's a nutritionist and I deal with food on a daily basis, most of them aren't even educated on food or, you know, natural supplementation. So I can't imagine their level on CBD is at an extremely right. high mark. Right. So it's up right. to, yeah. it's up to podcasts like this and, and guys like you to get the word out there. Um, you know, I think, I think back to my, you know, my earlier life, I used to consult for the NFL. And so I would go to all of the, um, the NFL alumni, I'd go to all of the, like the chapters around the country, every team. And I remember just seeing these guys in like unbelievable amounts of pain and inflammation right, right. and can't, can't stand up straight and knees are blown out. And most of them, unfortunately, were on prescriptive high level, you know, painkillers and things right. of that nature. So when I think about something like this with with very minimal, if, if any, you know, known, you know, real hardcore side effects, it's like this just makes so much more sense for even the average layperson who has a bad knee or a bad foot right. or, right. you know, any kind of inflammation. Have you seen in the course of, man, I know you have, you, it, this isn't, you know, been doing this for like 50 years or anything. But when those when those ladies walk around afterwards and they come back and buy, it's it and oftentimes it's that quick of a, a response. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, especially with a topical, you know, because it's to topicals going right to your to this, you know, this point of the pain, right? And the CBD receptors right there are immediately getting it. Obviously, through a gummy or through a tincture, it's got to go through your digestive system and that. So, so it's a, it's a little longer process, but you know, like. You know, if you want to go to sleep with it, you know, a half hour, you know, I recommend a half hour before sleep, you know, take a gummy or do a tincture, you know, people, you know, people look to CBD for many, many things too, yeah. you know, as I'm sure you know, I mean, they look for sleep, they look for anxiety, they look for pain relief, uh, you know, uh, getting off opioids, uh, right. you know, so, so the, the palette of what people go for CBD for, it's kind of amazing for, for, you know, I mean, you don't use aspirin for, you know, if you're anxious about something, right? You know? sure. <laughs> or you use yeah, it for So that's what I found very interesting also is that, you know, you've got this, this, this plant and, the, and what comes out of the plant that is just so useful for many, many things. What's the differentiation, Dave, between a company like you guys that's, you know, certified organic, you know, seemingly, seemingly doing all the right things to produce the highest quality product out there, and then, you know, not to be disparaging of any other company, but like just your average company on Amazon that's selling, you know, gummies and tinctures and, and all those same things. Is there a differentiation in the, other than it being organic and the quality of, of product from, from brand to brand to brand? Well, the best, the best and easiest way is that, you know, a reputable company is going to show third-party test results. Absolutely. You know, you're going to be able to see, you know, from an independent lab, are there pesticides in this product? Are there uh, heavy metals in the product? The hemp plant will pull heavy metals out of the ground, um, which is, you know, they use it for cleaning up uh, dirty sites that, with hemp also. But um, so, you know, any, any reputable company should, you should be able to see their test results and not just the, the potency, which a lot of people just show the potency page of, of their test right. results, but also your pesticide tests, your heavy metal tests, your, your mold tests and, and those kind of tests. So from uh, what I've seen, Dave, you guys are one of the only companies that I've 
that I've come across, and I obviously haven't researched them all, that is offering that that type of uh, that type of third party, you know, all inclusive information package. Right. Well, I mean, there there's some out there. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> not just that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't right. obviously researched them all, but the ones that right. I've looked at um, in the CBD world, I haven't seen yeah. the full level of transparency right. that you guys are are providing. Was that yeah. a was that a conscious decision that you guys made well, early on? It is, and also uh, because we're organic and and what we use to grow our plants and how we process, uh, it made it very easy for us to show it too because we don't have to. We're not hiding anything, you know. Right. Um, so the plants are grown, you know, organically, but then also our processing is different and done um, is also certified organic. So we process differently. Most people will take the whole plant and they'll grind it up and and put it into you know soak it in CO two or put it into a, a high pressure CO two equipment and then they'll uh, squeeze the oils out that way or or with ethanol they'll you know they'll distill the the oils out but uh, what we do is we when we harvest the plant we buck the buds right off the plant right at harvest and then we immediately freeze those buds and so on on uh the the, the cannabinoids on a, on the hemp bud or marijuana bud too is is uh on the trichomes which are the you know if you can with a magnifying glass you can see trichomes on a on a cannabis plant so what happens is we take that frozen flower and we put it into a vat of ice water and we agitate the, uh, the plant in the ice water. We stir it up, we let it settle, we stir, we let it settle. And so we're, what we're doing is we're mechanically shearing those trichomes off of the plant. So what we have at the bottom, which we, you know, you filter out the plant material and that kind of stuff, we end up with a, a real wet cookie dough like material. Um, which is all the trichomes, and then we freeze dry that material, and then we take that and put it into, uh, it's like sugar at that point, brown sugar, and then put that into uh, rosin bags, and then we press them with heat and oil, or excuse me, heat and pressure to create our oils, so, so we don't, you know, uh, the fire department doesn't come and check out my lab because I don't have explosive equipment i don't have explosive flammable materials in our lab or anything like that so so while the process is a bit inefficient compared to the big machines well, you know we feel that you're getting the pure plant material that, that, from us the pure right. trichomes at that is yeah. that that sounds very unique that doesn't sound like the process that most companies would would undertake because it sounds a little it's a little bit more labor intensive it sounds it, it definitely is. It's, it's a, you know, it's a little, you know, a, a pound of hemp, the way I process, I, I'm getting less material out than somebody who might process it differently. Um, you know, it came out of the, uh, the, the, the marijuana world, you know, it's called bubble hash uh, is what we make. And, and so it's, it's long time been used with, with marijuana users, you know, connoisseurs and, and that kind of stuff. So um, there's other companies do it. You know, there's not a lot of us, but uh, but we're out there doing it. And uh, again, we think it just makes a better product for us. Absolutely. Now you said you you mentioned like the the you know the all the different modalities this can be used for. You know, pain, anxiety, depression, sleep. You know, focus, mood. Like when you when you start to unpack all of those, I mean, is that is that one of the is that one of the the sticking points or, or selling issues? Is that something that does all of these these miraculous things all in one particular plant, or are most people just interested in like one of the one of the many? 
So, I mean, talking with people on the street, I think they generally come to it looking for relief of one thing, mm -hmm. right? They have a bad back or they have can't sleep or something like that. And then I think that definitely with the experienced users, they discover the other benefits to it. You know, what's interesting is I can't say that we do all this stuff, you know? Right. You know, I, I can't say that, yes, we, we will fix your back. Or, right, absolutely. Or like that, you know, because of this whole conundrum with, you know, the FDA and the FDA's right. kind of throwing their hands up with it and is looking to Congress right now to, I guess, give them guidance. So, you know, yeah. so that's kind of hurting the industry because, you know, uh, um, you know, the, the less uh, um, quality operators are still allowed to operate and and that kind of stuff, you know. Whereas, whereas I think I think the good players in the industry want some regulation, you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know, for sure. So you think with that regulation, that'll then give you guys the ability to start to focus in more on the the multitude of benefits. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I would hope so. You know, yeah. I I would hope that they would give guidance, and then you know, then you can. You know, say uh, you know, um, yes, this does work for this, or or this does not work for this. You know, but that's that's all a lot of our hands. That's all with the FDA and the government. You know, right, right, right. So, Dave, the best way for people to find out more information about Low Country Gold would be what? Uh, we have a website. That everybody does right. Lowcountrygold.com um you know we're nationwide although you know organically we're trying to grow here in the charleston area yeah um we've we've shipped we, i've got customers in california i got customers pretty much most states um you know so we're we're getting out there we're a small company and and but we got heart right yeah. <laughs> so but uh um so yeah so uh i actually i've got an interesting i've got a uh, a uh, local restaurant here is now using our natural flavored tinctures in brownies oh and, wow. yeah so the, so it's kind of a retro cbd brownie because there's no marijuana in south carolina <laughs> oh that's really cool <laughs> yeah so people people are coming up with unique things for it you know yeah so lowcountrygold.com and then your instagram page is lowcountrygold Right. Um, where people can find out all the information and right. you know figure out how to order and all those those types of things. Right. Um, Dave, I think the CBD world is is uber interesting. Um, from the perspective of someone who's never tried it, like what would you say to that person? Like somebody who's like maybe they have some of these particular situations that they've heard that that CBD can can you know help with. Somebody like me, like I've never done a drug in my life. Like I've never done, I've never smoked marijuana. I've never even smoked a cigarette. And so for me, when I first heard about CBD, I'm like, well, if it's from, if it's similar to marijuana, then I was like, kind of like you said earlier, like, oh my God, is it going to make me high? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, how do you, how do you overcome that? Like, how do you overcome that thought process or that objection? Well, again, I think the FDA do, making some statements on it, make, giving some guidance will help a lot because I think a lot of people that kind of are on the edges of it might know, or maybe they don't know that that the that it is basically unregulated. Uh, um, you know, I think it's it's you know just it's public education. It's talking to people. Um, I, I would say the biggest hurdle for people is the worry about 
not about getting high, you know. Right. Um, a lot of people just don't want that, and and you know you can. It doesn't get you high. It doesn't get you high, you know. So right. you know, I guess the advice is if somebody's interested, is do your homework. You know, you got the biggest research tool. Everybody has the biggest research tool that forever and their hands, and you know, look look to a good good provider. Um, you know, talk to friends that that use it. You know, and anecdotal evidence. You know, unfortunately, a lot of what we use and is anecdotal evidence. You know, for our customers. You know. Yeah. You know the 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 the, the su success stories. You know, I think the worst story I have I've heard with CBD is some people say, "Oh, it didn't work for me." You well, know? yeah, I mean, if that's the if that's the worst case scenario, then I mean, that's definitely worth a try, right? Because right, everybody's right. everybody's uniquely different. So, correct. I think correct. What, what doesn't work for one person might be somebody else's saving grace. So, right. I think there's there's a lot of really cool things about that. Dave, before I let you go, I gotta know just for my own personal and for the audience because I'm gonna you know mention this in the uh, in the bio, like how how and why did you decide? Um, to become a pilot and a sailing captain, and, <laughs> and and I read that you have if you visited or lived on six different continents. So I've I've been I've I've only lived in the North American continent, but I've been fortunate to travel. Uh, my a lot of people like to play golf. I like to scuba dive, and okay. so I've been chasing all around the world and and uh, uh, scuba diving, and um, you know I. Just like adventure and like, um, you know, when you're, when obviously when you're scuba diving, you're on the water a lot. So we would, we sailed many times, you know, I'd learned to fly when I was, you know, a late teenager, uh, actually okay. three, three of my brothers, we all learned to fly around the same time and, okay. and stuff like that up in, up in Reno, Nevada. So, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, I've, I've lived uh, a, a life uh, full, a full life, and I've been very fortunate to do that. So I love that. What is the coolest thing you've seen scuba diving? Um, the coolest. Well, I'll tell you what I haven't seen is I've gone all over the world looking for whale sharks in the wild. Okay. And I would go to a place like I go to Thailand. All the whale sharks are always here this time of year. No whale sharks. No whale sharks. So. Yeah, I finally saw the whale shark and it was the, the Atlanta Aquarium. So that was, <laughs> oh. that's where I finally got to see it. So now those are the massive, they're all spotted, right, right. gigantic. Yeah. So like, yeah. how big do those things, I, they, I mean, I've only seen one obviously on the internet because I'm terrified right. of, I'm terrified of getting eaten by something bigger than me. So I'm definitely not, <laughs> definitely not a scuba diver. Um, but how big do those things get? They're like 40 feet, you know, 40, 50 feet. It's the largest. You say that, you say that so casually. That was like well, 40, I mean, 50 feet. If I, mean, I saw one underwater, I'd, I'd, I'd ride it, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those guys. Of course, you know, nowadays that's not politically correct. So. Right. Well, but still, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell any because if I was down there, I'd probably want to do the same thing. Now, so sharks of all kind, like you name it, like every kind of like wildlife creature you've seen. Oh yes, I, I was on a, a a dive trip on a what they call a live board where you live on a boat and down mm -hmm. on the Galapagos and and our first dive is they tell you okay because there's currents you got to jump in the water and you got to sink to the bottom really fast grab onto the rocks or else your current so you jump in the water you go down as fast as you can you get on a rock you hang up and then you look up 
And it was just like on Shark Tank. You know how all the hammerheads are swimming around them? Yeah. It was just like that. And I went, oh, shit. Oops, I can't say that. Yeah, you can. You can definitely. You, you can definitely. Because I was thinking something way worse than that. Um, so wait a minute. So if, if you went down and then you looked up, that means you had to pass these jokers correct. at some point. Correct, correct. It turns out that they're very skittish and, and they don't bother you at all. So, Really? Yeah. I've never had a, a, a shark experience where the sharks have been aggressive, you know. Um, so so that's all just TV stuff where you see well, it in there. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but they're so, not out. They're not out looking for Dave. Like no, no, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're they're not at all. So now, can you still can you still scuba dive with your liver situation? Yes. Is that yep, oh, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, but they, okay. they told me don't don't do football anymore or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, no no MMA fights or anything like <laughs> right, that. No right. no boxing. But, uh, no, no scuba dive is fine, thank God. So uh, you know. Okay. Do I'm you still able. do you still fly? Do you still? I haven't flown in a few years. It's it's been a while since I've flown. So. Okay. Um, but you know, yeah, de definitely scuba diving. Well, you're quite, you're definitely quite the adventurous guy, Dave. It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and. I've tried. Um, I was lucky enough. Um, your team sent me some samples of the the Low Country Gold, and I can tell you without a doubt, I've tried a few of the different tinctures, like you know, just from different brands. This probably isn't. A, I mean, pe most people probably don't care about this, but like the the taste is phenomenally better than True. any that I've ever tried. Like True. hands Thank down, you. the best flavor, the best the best flavor profiles and taste. And then with the gummies, I felt like it was, I, I don't know the best way to say this, but I felt like I was getting what I was supposed to be getting. It didn't feel like I was eating candy where some of them are like almost right. so candified. It's not even a word, but I feel like, is it this really even something that I should be consuming? So I think the quality of your products is phenomenal. The packaging is gorgeous. I mean, you guys have done a really, really, really high quality job on producing Thank a product you. that that the market is that the market needs and so i appreciate you coming on you know giving us a little bit of education on why you started the business about cbd gold, about low country gold and i look forward to just helping you uh spread the message man and get some uh some new customers well i appreciate it thank you for the opportunity and and i'll keep listening to the show i thank you man anything i could ever do for you let me know i am a my you know i a lot like you, like you sound like you really love people and love helping people. And that's really my mission in life is I want to help as many people as humanly possible, just live their best life. And doesn't matter. And I don't care how they get there. I just want to be a resource and help them, you know, get to what it makes them happy. Right. Right. Well, good. So, Great. Dave, I, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on the show Thanks. and we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye guy. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.